0: Tackle box in my hand, gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man, but the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass, and if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four stroke right in the back.
1: Cause the fishes all tremble at thought of me when I'm fishing for fun in country. Today we hear from one half of the AIM runners up for Team of the Year in Minnesota. They've secured themselves a spot in next spring's national championship. It's Nick Sakala and Will Papenfuss, and we'll hear from Will today. Plus, another tough question for Dr. Andy Hapes, the aquatic biologist. It's all coming up. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Well, kicking off the week uh, with Will Paffenfus, who uh, was out fishing on Lake of the Woods this weekend, part of the Aim series, uh, I believe it was the the Aim State Championships, right? Yep, um,
2: yep, we we're right up there on Lake of the Woods. that a uh, two day tournament, Friday, Saturday, and she was uh, she was a forty one for sure, and we made her off uh, safe, and you know that's that's the gist of it right there. <laughs>
1: so, so, so it was whipping pretty good up there.
2: Yeah, the Friday was. It wasn't terrible on Friday. Um, coming in was a little bit sporty. I ended up breaking my trolling motor, almost snapped it off. Ooh. But uh, I got it ratcheted in and, you know, made it work for day two. At least uh, we had a kicker motor and we were back trolling in the, you know, six, seven footers with the kicker motor, trying to drag spinners around, just trying to get five fish on the card. And, you know, we made it till one o'clock and then the wind switched to the west blowing about 40 and it got a little hairy, but uh, we made her in just fine and uh yeah, it worked out.
1: So you ended up with a great season. You end up as the number 2 team in the state of Minnesota, correct? Yep. So so for those who aren't familiar, there are how many uh AIM tournaments throughout the course of the year?
2: Uh there's four regular season events and then a championship.
1: And through it through those five total events, you end up number 2 and that gets you into the national championship.
2: Yep. Okay. That's correct
1: so um how how did you actually do in the the tournament itself this week?
2: uh, I think we finished just around mid pack we uh we just didn't get the couple of big bites we needed like it was just kind of fishing there it's, it's kind of in a funk right now, the big fish are there it's just kind of you know whether or not you can get them to eat, and you know guys are getting maybe one to two a day, and that's about it so yeah it's you you're out there
1: first of all, you're in conditions you might not typically fish in you know if you were just you're you know, making a decision um, to go fishing. And secondly, it's, it's just not about just getting bites. It's about getting those right bites, and that's always the trick.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we had no problem catching, you know, 30 to 40 fish. It's just trying to get those bigger ones to lock on.
1: So if you were just going up to fish Lake of the Woods, the bite's pretty good.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can drag a spinner on, or if you want to pull crankbaits, you can... For sure, go out and you know catch a meal of fish. It's just uh you know if the big ones are just a little bit of a funk, but I got a feeling that they're they're due to turn on here anytime so
1: uh, how often have you been up at Lake of the Woods this year?
2: uh, I haven't been up there till this last Saturday. we went up and we had a couple good ones, and you know the fishing seemed pretty good, and I was you know kind of excited, and it just often just took a downhill yeah. turn come Tuesday Wednesday, and it just never picked back up
1: so um. You, you've you got your ear to the ground You know what's going on What are you hearing from people Who've been up at Lake of the Woods this year Has it been a good year all the way around?
2: It's kind of been spotty You know, really? you get a couple days in a row Where you're getting, you know, a lot of big fish And good fish And then all of a sudden For a couple of days It just completely shuts off And I don't know if it's just because we've had You know, the weather lately It's been so hot And it's low water, no rain And, you know, I just kind of think It changes everything out there And, you know, even around here It's been a little hit and miss lately too So it's just kind of kind of in the dog days but it's it's just been throwing a funk on all these fish this year
1: so yeah i definitely have heard that it has quieted down in in our immediate area in fact most places i'm talking to people the the walleye bite is is spotty right now it just it just is
2: yeah exactly i mean you know i guess you expect it to be but uh you know up until about a week or two ago at lake bemidji and cash and everything was just you know it was really good you could go out and you know, catch a limit of fish pretty much no problem. Everybody I talked to was doing good, and then it, here the last week or so it just kind of just flip flopped. So,
1: you know, one of the things Lake Bemidji has going for it in August that seems to help that bite most years is that algae bloom, but there isn't much of an algae bloom this year.
2: No, we we saw a little bit here and there um, back in July, but you know, August usually you get a really good thick one, and we just haven't really seen you know the thick ones were. You know, fish will move up shallow, and you can, you know, go anywhere in 6 to 10 feet of water and just absolutely crush them. And, you know, we had a couple of days where it was cloudy like that, but other than that, it cleared up pretty fast.
1: All right, if you're one of those people that uh, your your obnoxious brother-in-law has come up for his, week, his annual vacation in the North Country, and he absolutely has to go out walleye fishing, what's our best bet to get him a fish or two so he won't bother us too much?
2: I would definitely just go like Lake Bemidji and start pulling crankbaits around. Yeah, that... I'd
1: probably
2: start I'd probably start either just pulling up on the weed flats over the top of the weeds in, like, six to eight feet during the day or even at night. Uh, otherwise, if you want to go through like, a puff of minnow or a jig wrap or anything around, you can go through you know, on main lake structures, you know, rock pile, grassy, diamond, stuff like that. I mean, you can still catch fish. There's just a lot of small ones mixed in. So,
1: um what about other species what are you hearing from the bass musky northern whatever anglers
2: uh musky sounds like they've still been doing pretty good fish has still been moving around uh, guys have been fishing shallow still been doing the best you uh, we've been seeing them laying up in the the cabbage beds here on the west side of bemidji here just out walleye fishing you can see them ripping around see them on side imaging all the time and up chasing bait there's just lots of clouds of perch out there right now so i think that wherever those are you're gonna find those yeah we
1: got that pmtt tournament coming up this weekend some very good musky anglers will be here um they'll have a number of waters to fish but it'll be interesting to see what they can bring in
2: yeah exactly i think you know if the guy can get a couple of mid-40s you know it'll go a long ways you know over just sticking one big one it sounds like so if you can get a couple of mid-40s lined up that are well need you got to- Do pretty good. Well Papinfuss, a guy, a tournament
1: angler, and a guy who will give you good information on Northwoods bait and tackle. We got more from Will later on, but up next, we check in with Dr. Andy Hayes of Bemidji State University as we have another tough question for the aquatic biologist. You're listening to Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast at becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Ask the Aquatic Biologist. It's time to ask the aquatic biologist, Dr. Andrew Haefs, another tough question. Andy, uh, here in northern Minnesota, actually really most of the nation, panfish are a very popular species, Um, and we've got uh, a ton of, of panfish lakes here. Some of them are good. Some of them have those little potato chips, those stunted fish. And that seems to be, you know, kind of the scourge of the uh, of the panfishermen is all these lakes with stunted fish. So let's uh, let's ask why do panfish get stunted to begin
0: with? So when I think of a stunted fish, that means that there are probably is a lot of them, and so they're easy to catch. But everything is small, and it's not that. Uh, so it's it's I think it's that uh, their growth is very slow and they're just not getting large or even have the opportunity to. And so largely I think that's related to the density of the fish that's in there and then how effective the predators are at getting to them. The really good example I can think of that uh, related to this is bluegill populations. When you get water milfoil into a, Eurasian water milfoil into a lake, and the vegetation densities become just absurd, right? bluegill populations on the whole do really well in terms of numbers they'll explode because the bass can no longer catch them because there's so much vegetation and so what happens is the bluegill populations get really large but the fish grow really slow because they're so dense there's not enough food to support them and so that in my mind is a stunted bluegill population when they've reached that point where there's just a ton of them there's not enough food to sustain them so their growth rates are slow and you get these really tiny small stunted bluegill populations the mo- there are probably a group of anglers out there that have also encountered a different situation where the fish are actually growing fast, but they're getting harvested so fast mm. that they can't ever catch the 9s, 10s, you know, bigger fish. Yeah. And so in my mind, that's not a stunted bluegill population. That's an, probably an over-harvested situation. Okay. And But I would bet there's some anglers out there that are like, well, I can't catch anything but these stunted bluegills. And so, the, the big difference there is the growth rate, right? For me, for a growth, the growth rate has to be slow for the fish to be stunted.
1: Well, and and we do have slower growth rates here than in other parts of the nation. Obviously, for sure. all fish, just I mean, slow, well, just because of the the where we live tends to be the same the situation. <clears throat> Um We hear that about bass all the time, you know, the big bass down and that we don't ever get them that big here because yeah. it takes so much longer for them to get to that size here. So um, we've had a lot of lakes now. We had the whole bluegill initiative go into fowl, panfish initiative overall, uh, of which a lot of lakes got a five um, panfish limit. The reason being, if you're not taking as many out, more of them are going to be able to stay there, spend a few more years in the lake, get a little bit bigger, and then maybe we get out of this cycle.
0: Right, and so that would suggest, right, that was harvesting that was causing the issue and not uh, the density of the fish. Right? Yeah. So uh, those uh, five fish regs seem to be pretty popular and seem to be uh, working. So,
1: Yeah, I, pretty much any lake that's had them for a length of time has seen a lot of success, and, and now they're implementing it with another, I think, 50 to 60, and then there's going to be more next year with some regs mm-hmm. on. And uh, obviously it hasn't been real controversial, so I think that's an indication – that we live in an area with pretty smart anglers that understand what's going on.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I think that the you know public outreach on testing the waters on how well that's going to be accepted before it's implemented is is really good uh, here. Yeah, with the DNR. So,
1: and I'm assuming stunting can happen really with
0: with any type of fish under the right conditions, correct? For sure. Yeah. So I would think. Yeah. It's just related to fish densities and. In a, you know, presence of food or not and matching those densities and like I mentioned with the bluegill populations one of the big issues is the predators can't get at them anymore because of vegetation so and I'm sure in some systems there are some genetics uh, some genetic issues as well I mean we saw big differences in the length of muskie and the shoe pack strain in comparison to the leech lake strain so there's probably some genetic components as well mm-hmm. in some of these systems I just uh, I haven't read as much on that as I have I'm more familiar with the growth rate related issue and the weed densities. Annie, as always, we love having you on to tell us these uh, interesting facts
1: that uh, I just tend to be a curious guy, so I love yeah, being able yeah, to talk questions. about this stuff. Annie, thanks very much. This is Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Will Papenfuss, my guest today, he and Nick Cicala were fishing the AIM State Championship on Lake of the Woods last weekend. They were middle of the pack in that particular tournament, but they ended up number two in Team of the Year standings for the state of Minnesota, and they've secured themselves a spot in next spring's national championship.
2: You mainly a walleye guy? Yeah, mostly. I mean, I fish muskies maybe once or twice a year. Okay. I go with a few buddies that do it a lot, so I like to go once and chuck for a big one here or there, but... Other than that, it's just mainly walleye.
1: So you're, you're not in the tournament this weekend?
2: Nope. <laughs> uh, I'll be watching from afar.
1: What are you hearing from your bass angling friends?
2: Uh, they've been doing pretty good. You know, it sounds like you know, weed lines have been the best, and they've been schooling up pretty good out deep on the weed lines, and the guys have been putting the wood to
1: them. Um, have you heard much from uh, walleye anglers up on red or uh, black duck lately?
2: You know, I haven't heard much on red. I've we actually drove up there, saw a few boats out there. It looked like they had some fish in the live also, so it sounds like they're still catching fish out there. Uh, Black Duck, it sounds like it was still good, but now it's been kind of hit and miss, and more of an evening thing. You know, throw a bobber and a leech around in the weeds or on the humps on the main lake in the evenings. It sounds like it's been the best.
1: Okay, what I, I haven't, I just haven't heard a lot from Red this year. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to why that is. I think,
2: I would think it's just the water's so low and the fish are just, the fish don't really know what to do. Usually they're up on the shorelines because they can get to the edge of the reeds, you know, early when all the shinies are up there. But I don't think the amount of bait was up there early enough when, uh, once the season rolled on, the water was just warm enough and fish were just scattered all year. And I think just, people are just thinking, you know, it's it's frustrating, you know, you, why Why can't it just be like every other year where everything is just the same? But, you know, that's just the way Mother Nature throws curveballs at us. You just have to adjust and go from there.
1: Well, listen, we're going to see a much cooler week this week. Uh, Today might be one of the warmest days of the week, uh, upper 70s, down into the low 70s by Wednesday, some rain Thursday, Friday around 70, uh, Saturday a little bit warmer. But uh, based on those temps, what does that mean for fishing?
2: Um, It can only help. Yeah. I mean, we said water temps were in the 80s for a while, and now they're back in the low 70s. And I think once those temps start getting into the the mid-60s to just touching the upper 50s, we're really going to see it turn back on again.
1: So are you a, are you just a fishing guy, or are you an overall outdoor guy?
2: I do a little bit of everything. I mean, I used to, I used to do a lot of duck hunting and goose hunting back in the day. And now I just kind of mainly fish in the fall because it's kind of nice. There's nobody else out there because everybody else is out hunting. <laughs> oh, and that's
1: that's what i was going to ask about if you do fish in the fall what what are you looking for as kind of your benchmarks that the fall bite is on
2: um i like to look for about 57 degrees That's usually kind of right at right at turnover there when all the fish like start moving shallow you know, not the thing is each lake's different like some lakes the shallow bites can be better and some lakes they just go deeper so you just got to drive around until you start marking them and cause, Leech a lot of times in, in the fall, I'm fishing anywhere from 1 to 8 feet of water, and I go out on Bemidji and go out in 35 feet of water and catch them. <laughs> it seems that, that seems to be better in the fall. So it's just kind of every lake is different. You just got to go out there and see where they're sitting and go from there.
1: You know, all, all lakes are pretty good in the fall, but are there any lakes in particular that you really think are excellent fall lakes?
2: Leach Lake would probably be my number one all those big fish start moving up shallow on the rocks and they're eating any kind of minnow they can get their hands on. I mean, one day we were out there, we had sucker minnows, red tails, creek chubs, crappie minnows, and I was catching just as many big fish on a inch and a half inch crappie minnow as I was, a, you know, an eight inch creek chub. So it's, it was just, it's a crazy lake in the fall and you can go out there and just throw a jig in the minnow and around and you can just have yourself a day.
1: So you, uh, again, were the number two team in the state of Minnesota this year in the Aim Series. You and Nick Ciccala. uh congratulations for that. Um, when is the national championship?
2: I believe it's going to be held either the last weekend in May or first weekend in June, and I'm not sure where it's going to be yet. But uh, we'll find out here in January when they when they get it all set and done.
1: Okay, so that's uh, next. So next year you don't play, You don't do it here in the fall.
2: Yep, it will be next next spring.
1: And it's interesting. I mean, the AIM has uh, a number of states where they have their own tournaments. So a, it's a, it's kind of an Upper Midwest thing. It could be in any one of those states, the lake they choose. Correct? Yep,
2: absolutely.
1: All right. Any any inklings, any hints you're hearing?
2: You know, it, it, it's it's uh, North Dakota's turn. Okay. The- they have the new thing over there with their tournament rules so we just don't know exactly what's going to happen there so it could be there it could be in minnesota it could be in wisconsin for all we know so it's kind of a throw up right now and we'll just uh we'll wait to see what happens i'm i'm hoping you know we get some home water stuff but uh it'd be nice to go out and venture somewhere new as well
1: all right uh nick uh, again if we're going to go out fishing this week uh what should we be doing
2: I would either be throwing some aggressive baits, like jig wraps or puppet minnow, shiver minnow, stuff like that. Um, Otherwise, I'd throw a bobber and a leech in the evening. Otherwise, I'd be throwing crankbaits around.
1: I can tell it's Monday. I just called Wilp Happenfuss Nick. Hey, they're teammates. (laughs) They're teammates. (laughs) Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) Hey, Wilp, uh, it's always good to talk to you. How's everything going up at Northwood's Bait and Tackle these days?
2: Uh, It's been good. Uh, We're still still steady rocking across here from the Northwoods Axis, and Guys are still getting out fishing, and, you know, it's it's been good.
1: And if people want to get some bait, tackle, or good advice, uh, what what are your hours up there? Uh,
2: we're open from 6
1: a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week. All right. He is Will Pappenfuss. He's talking fishing with us. As always, Will, it's great having you on the show. Congratulations again on a great run this year. And, uh, well, it's a ways away, but good luck in the upcoming national championship.
2: Thanks, Kev. Appreciate it.
1: Well, before we wrap it up today, just a reminder to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One on the PodMN app or wherever you get your podcasts so you can listen at your leisure and oftentimes get some bonus content as well. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. We'll do it all again tomorrow.
0: Country.